This is the Notorious Bakersfield Podcast. I'm Robert Peterson, the host and creator of this podcast that takes a look back at some of Bakersfield's most notorious crimes, events, and characters. Lisa Thomas was in the process of leaving her husband. She had already started seeing someone else and was looking for a new place to live. She called her twin sister Teresa in Ventura to see if she'd watch her two daughters for a few days so she could go apartment hunting. Of course Teresa could. She was always there for her sister. Lisa traveled from Bakersfield with the two girls and Teresa drove from Ventura. They met at the McDonald's in Valencia off of the I-5. That was Sunday, August 11th, 1996, and the plan was for Teresa to have the girls until Tuesday, August 13th. When Lisa failed to get the girls as planned, Teresa was suspicious something was terribly wrong with her twin sister. This is Twin Intuition. Like so many other twins, Lisa and Teresa were close. Even though they weren't identical twins, the two sisters shared a remarkable bond. From an early age, life for the twin girls wasn't easy. At three years old, their parents divorced. Their three older brothers remained in California, but the girls were sent to Oklahoma to live with relatives. While growing up and maturing, the girls developed into two very different people. Lisa tended to be the wilder one. She liked going out while Teresa was content to stay home reading or doing homework. But no matter how different the two were, Teresa was always there for her sister. Teresa was protective of her sister and helped her with her schoolwork. Teresa was like a mother figure to Lisa. When it came to her sister's well-being, Teresa had a sixth sense. She knew intuitively when things in Lisa's life weren't going well. While Teresa worked hard to put herself through college, Lisa was more free-spirited. Some might have considered her wild. The list of Lisa's failed romances was long. No matter how hard she tried, finding a compatible partner seemed impossible. Until she met Leonard Bryce Thomas. Everyone just called him Bryce. He was a Kern County oil field worker who appeared to have his life together. Lisa was 25 years old when she began dating Bryce. The relationship seemed to stabilize Lisa and helped her settle down. In October 1987, Lisa gave birth to their first daughter. The following year, Lisa and Bryce got married. And four years later, they welcomed their second daughter. Things seemed to be heading in the right direction for Lisa. She was married with a family, and Teresa really liked Bryce. She thought of him more as a sibling than a brother-in-law. Knowing Lisa was happy and content with her life made it possible for Teresa to not worry so much about her sister. As time went on, 
Friends and family began noticing something change about Bryce. He gradually became more controlling and overly jealous of Lisa. He'd speak to her in a demeaning and abusive manner. It's impossible to know if that's the reason, but Lisa gradually turned to her wild ways again. She began having affairs with other men. One man in particular she even fell hopelessly in love with. Eventually, during the summer of 1996, Lisa and Bryce made the decision to separate. Even though Lisa cheated and Bryce was notoriously jealous, their separation and pending divorce appeared to be amicable, something the couple's family and friends thought would be impossible. Lisa called Teresa to see if she could watch her daughters for a few days while she went apartment hunting. They met at the McDonald's in Valencia. Teresa took the two girls, ages four and eight, back to her house in Ventura. That was Sunday, August 11th. The plan was for the girls to stay with their Aunt Teresa in Ventura until Tuesday, August 13th. The day before Lisa was supposed to pick up the girls, Teresa called to make sure everything hadn't changed. Nope, everything was on track. Then Tuesday, August 13th, came and Lisa never showed up. At first, Teresa didn't think too much about it. After all, Lisa wasn't the most reliable person. Teresa just thought her sister was taking advantage of having a babysitter. Then Wednesday came and Lisa still hadn't gotten the girls. From Tuesday to Friday, Teresa's Emotions went from anger, thinking Lisa was being a flake, to concern, thinking something wasn't right with Lisa. Remember, I welcome suggestions for future stories. If you have a story idea, you can contact me through the website, NotoriousBakersfield.com. Click the contact link to send me a message. And while you're at NotoriousBakersfield.com, you can show your support. Click the support link to buy me a cup of coffee. Be sure to follow the Notorious Bakersfield social media pages. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Pictures related to each episode, including this one, are posted to those social media pages. On Friday, Bryce showed up at Lisa's to pick up the girls. When Teresa expressed her concern about Lisa, Bryce didn't seem to have the same concern. He claimed Lisa's new boyfriend had just been released from jail and Lisa and the boyfriend were probably taking a trip. After several more days of not hearing anything from her sister, Teresa became more worried. She called the Kern County Jail to verify that Lisa's boyfriend had indeed been released. To her surprise, he hadn't. He was still in jail, and he hadn't heard from Lisa. With that news, Teresa knew something was wrong. She called the Kern County Sheriff's Office to file a missing person report on August 21, 1996. Deputies went to Lisa and Bryce's apartment on Norris and Mohawk to question Bryce. He claimed he had no idea where Lisa could be, and without a search warrant, law enforcement couldn't go past the front door. Teresa knew whatever happened to her twin sister, there'd be evidence inside the apartment. So that's the first place Teresa went searching. 
Teresa and an older brother and some other friends went to the apartment. They knocked on the front door, but Bryce didn't answer. Teresa told the group she had to get inside. The apartment was upstairs. The window that opened onto the balcony, the easiest window to gain access to the apartment, was locked. Undeterred, she climbed on the roof of the lower apartment, made her way to the back window. When she first tried sliding the window open, it didn't move. On the second try, to her surprise, it slid open. Teresa pulled herself up and climbed into the open window. From there, Teresa went to the front door to let the others in. They were met with a distinct odor of pine cleaner. Also, right by the front door was a carpet cleaner. Seeing and smelling this, they knew this wasn't a good sign. Teresa went to the bed and pulled back the bedspread. Then the sheets. She just started tearing away bedding until the entire mattress was exposed. What she saw made her heart sink. Every bit of hope she held that her twin sister was okay drained from her. The mattress was soaked in what looked like blood. Her brother lifted the mattress to look under. It was soaked all the way through. At the sight of this bloody mess, Teresa ran outside screaming, knowing in her heart that her sister Lisa was dead. The evidence Teresa discovered was enough for the Kern County Sheriff to obtain a search warrant for Bryce and Lisa's apartment. When questioned by authorities, Bryce continued to maintain he had no clue where Lisa was. Oh, he had an explanation for the bloody mattress. Just before she went missing, he claimed Lisa had a bad nosebleed. In addition to the bloody mattress, during their investigation, homicide detectives discovered blood splatter on the walls, a chest of drawers, and other bedding. Even with all this blood, it would take months for the DNA analysis to come back. There was no other evidence, no body, no weapon. Until they knew that the blood was Lisa's, there wasn't much detectives could do and Bryce Thomas remained a free man. While he was free, he played the part of a concerned husband very well, even going so far as getting a 1-800 number for people to call in tips. As the months drug on without any developments, Teresa started losing hope. She was getting discouraged. She wondered if the Kern County Sheriff's detectives even cared enough to solve her sister's case. Another concern for detectives, Lisa's body still hadn't been found. Without the DNA evidence, investigators weren't even certain the blood was Lisa's. What happens if they arrest Bryce for her murder and Lisa turned up alive and well? Teresa wanted to learn as much about the hours leading up to Lisa's disappearance as she could. Who did she talk to? Where did she hang out? To do this, Lisa went undercover. The 
straight-laced Teresa borrowed her wild twin sister's persona. She frequented Oildell's honky-tonks and met some of Bakersfield's most unsavory characters. In her quest to solve her sister's disappearance, Teresa discovered that Lisa was using meth before she went missing. Even though Lisa was running with a rough crowd, every clue led back to Bryce, her husband. According to Teresa's sources, he was the last person Lisa was with before she vanished. Finally, after 10 months of waiting, a break in the case. The DNA analysis came back. They showed that the blood evidence collected in the apartment had a 99.86% probability of being Lisa's. This additional evidence was enough for the Kern County District Attorney to charge Leonard Bryce Thomas for the murder of his wife, Lisa. But when the warrant was issued, Bryce was no longer in Bakersfield. A few weeks prior to the arrest warrant, Bryce relocated to Anchorage, Alaska. Authorities were able to eventually extradite him back to Kern County to face the murder charges. The prosecution had their work cut out for themselves. The biggest hurdle would be to convince a jury to convict a defendant of murder when there was no body or murder weapon. Of course, the defense painted Bryce as a hard-working husband and father. He just happened to wake up one morning and found his wife was gone. What missing? But the prosecution was able to counter that argument with witnesses who testified to Bryce's jealousy, how he flew into a rage when he discovered her infidelity. One of the couple's friends testified that Bryce offered him a $5,000 reward to kill Lisa's last boyfriend. Teresa also testified against her brother-in-law. From the witness stand, she painfully recounted how she discovered the bloody mattress. The trial lasted three weeks. It took the jury three days before deciding that Leonard Bryce Thomas was guilty of second-degree murder. Bryce was sentenced to 15 years to life in prison. But you didn't think that was the end of the story, did you? Bryce Thomas was finally behind bars for killing his wife, but the convicted murderer had a score to settle against the star witness in his trial, his sister-in-law, Teresa. Bryce wasn't about to serve his time twiddling his thumbs. Word got out to jail inmates that Bryce had a job that needed to be fulfilled. As often happens, this information wasn't confined to the inmates jail authorities began hearing the same thing. Bryce Thomas was in the market for a professional killer, a hitman, to take care of the person who was responsible for getting him convicted for murder, the twin sister of his dead wife, Teresa. Enter Guillermo, a career criminal with the skills needed to get the job done. Guillermo called Bryce while he was in jail. The two negotiated the details of the job, how exactly Teresa should be killed, and the price and payment arrangements. While the two men ironed out these details, the conversation was being recorded. You see, Guerrero was not a career criminal. 
He was J.R. Rodriguez, a veteran Kern County Sheriff's detective. He was working undercover to unravel Bryce Thomas's murder-for-hire plot. Of course, the plot was foiled. Bryce was found guilty for trying to arrange the murder of Teresa and sentenced to an additional 12 years. The mystery remains. Lisa's body still has never been found. Where could it be? Some law enforcement speculate that since Bryce worked in the oil fields and had access to hundreds of oil wells, he may have dumped it in an abandoned well. Teresa heard a rumor that Bryce claimed he put Lisa's body in a barrel and burned it until there was only ashes. The location of Lisa's body may still be a mystery after all these years, but it's no mystery where Leonard Bryce Thomas is. Even though he was eligible for parole in 2019, he's still incarcerated in Folsom Prison. Resources used for this story, the Bakersfield, California, and caselaw.com. This is Robert Peterson. Thank you for tuning in to listen to this episode. I'll be back next week, next Tuesday, with another notorious Bakersfield story. Have a good week.